God's called us to be and what he can do in our lives. So I want you to understand that. So today, I'm in the same situation as Paul. And I'm telling you today that, yes, sometimes the messages can be difficult. Sometimes pointing out sin and pointing out those difficult things, they're they're not easy. And sometimes I, I reluctantly do these things. And as Paul, maybe I regret it for a moment, but when I realize the eternal value of you being able to see the situations and things in your life that you need to respond to, I don't regret it any longer. Why? Because I know of the benefit, just as Paul's teaching us. Let's pray. Father, today, for the next few moments, I pray, God, you will speak to us, walk with us, I pray as we sow the seed of your word in the lives of your people, God, I pray this, that you would as always bring back a harvest of good in every single life. I pray, God, as we walk this out, that Lord, your word would convict our hearts, that we would deal with the conviction because Lord, there's no one perfect in this room. There's nobody that walks without mistakes. Father, I ask you to be with each one and help us that when we leave today, we will leave changed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. You can be seated for a few moments. I've got a handful of minutes to share with you, but I believe I can get it done. Let me talk to you about this guilt. Let me talk to you about the baggage of guilt. Number one, in Galatians, there's a scripture, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, that tells us it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom Christ has set, set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Now, what you need to understand in that passage is this. If Christ came to forgive you of your sins, the blood that he shed that we, we saw represented in communion this morning. If the blood that was shed was for the remission, for the forgiveness of sin, then what we need to understand is that it's not something that we should pick up again. Yet what we do as believers, and how many of us are guilty? And I'm gonna ask for a show of hands. Well, I don't think we should be embarrassed of this. How many times have we repented of a certain sin or a mistake or a thought or whatever it is in our lives that we know is not the best place for us in whatever moment. But how many times have we repented and said, God, forgive me this. I don't ever wanna do this again. But we end up picking it back up and I'm talking about the guilt of it. Anybody, anybody been there? I'm telling you, you need to understand that your guilt has been paid for. Your sin has been paid for. So you have a choice today. You can either let guilt be a positive in your life or you can allow guilt to be a negative in your life. You can allow it to draw, break, bring you to freedom or you can allow it to bring you to bondage. Because here's the deal. We all have to learn how to handle guilt because what the enemy does is he heaps it on us. You didn't do enough. You know, I've lost friends in my life to suicide. I've lost friends in my life to drug overdoses. I've lost friends in my life who I know didn't know Jesus. 
And there are moments where I feel extremely guilty because I, didn't, I feel like I didn't give enough. I wasn't there for them. I didn't get in that place. I didn't give them the word. I didn't live in front of them what they should have back in those days. I, I, I failed. But yet when it comes to it, you have to realize that we can't carry those things. Because when we come to the place that we say, God, I give my life to you, I give it all to you, I'm giving you the guilt too. So we have to learn how to walk in that. Remember what Romans says. Romans says, therefore, there is no more condemnation in Christ Jesus. So when I'm walking in Christ, there is no condemnation. When I'm walking in him, I can understand that the guilt that I feel, I can let go of it. Because I understand Jesus has forgiven me of this. I've repented of this. I'm not gonna let the enemy put it back on my shoulders. And can I just tell you this? This is a learned process. This is something that you walk out. And I'm going to tell you, because here's the thing. When you ask God, God, release me from this. I'm laying down this baggage. He'll release you. He will set you free. The choice is, do I pick it back up? The next time I have that thought, the next time some idiot friend <laughs> likes to remind you of your mistakes, all those things, and then you go home and you dwell on it, Come on, somebody knows what I'm talking about. You know, you get into those moments where, you know, I've taught my kids, do not give me bad information past eight o'clock at night. Don't do it. And they know because they'll start and I just look at them. Why? Because what happens to me is this, I'll stay up all night tossing and turning because those thoughts roll around my head and, and it takes me another hour and a half to go to sleep as I'm declaring scripture over my thoughts and, and praying the Lord's prayer over and over and over and realizing that it's not up to me, it's up to God. But that's why I want you to understand there are always places and people who want to heap that on you, but we have to remember this. Has Jesus wiped away your guilt through his blood. Of course he has. We know that. It's a simple yes or no, absolutely. So the other question is, are you in Christ? And if you're in Christ, then your guilt is gone. Some of us need to believe it, and some of us need to receive it. Because we walk in a time when we don't want to talk about conviction, the church doesn't want to talk about all these different things. I'm here to tell you something, that what I see going on in the world around us, when I see this, we are TikTok away, not China TikTok, but we are just TikTok seconds away, in my opinion, from the coming of Christ. We watch it draw closer. And it amazes me, and I've determined this because I have a lot of people say, Pastor, I'm fearful about the coming of Christ. And that at one part of me is amazed by that statement, that question. The other part of me understands fully because when you're fighting that battle with your guilt and you're carrying the baggage, how do you prepare yourself to be the bride of Christ? Because you're dealing with all these things that you were not meant to deal with any longer. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, I am thankful that Jesus died for my sins and he wiped, as the song said, washed away my guilt. I am grateful. I don't know about you, but I am truly grateful. I love this where in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible tells us, he says that my grace is sufficient for you. See, some of you say, I'm not strong enough. 
I'm not strong enough to lay off the guilt. I'm not strong enough to do those things. But the Bible tells us differently, verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 9, that my grace is sufficient.
So today, in the time that we have, I want to share week two of our series on baggage, walking free and living light, traveling light. And the reason I think this is important, especially in light of what's going on in our world, is that if God's people don't learn how to lay things down and walk in freedom, it's going to hamper how we reach the world around us. Here's why I say that. And I don't want to spend a a tremendous amount of time. There's plenty of coverage on it all around us. But as we see the attack on Israel, let me just tell you one thing. We as a body understand the Bible is very clear. We as the body of Christ stand alongside the nation of Israel, especially in their right to defend themselves and their borders. And as we stand here today watching what's going on, watching the reluctance of our government, watching the shifts and the changes around us, I want you to understand that none of this is by accident. That what we're seeing is biblical prophecy unfolding before us in a way like we have never experienced in our entire life. Now, what I would say is this is what uh, some did. I, I didn't even realize this, but uh, Pastor Jared was showing me the report that uh, just, I think, yesterday, as all this is going on, there was a great earthquake in Afghanistan in the Taliban area and uh, killed over 2,000 people, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Listen, guys, look, open your eyes. If what's happening in the world around us right now is not something that triggers you to say, God, help me be ready. Open my eyes to the truth of what's happening in the world. It's now. And I want to encourage you. Number one, don't be fearful. I think if if somebody says, what do I do in this time? I'm going to tell you, don't be fearful. The word of God is very clear. Why does God give us prophetic scripture? Why has he given this? Because he wants you to understand so that you're not walking in fear. You're walking prepared. So today what we're talking about is part of being prepared. And as I was considering all the different things that we could talk about and, and pray about through this series is, you know, what are some of the things that we carry that seems to be the most debilitating in the lives of believers. And I would say guilt. When I talk to people across the board, the thing that I see is people carrying baggage. uh, It's like this invisible burden that they carry with them. And we all tend to carry it. So much so that when you walk up to somebody, we never know what they're going through. We never see the baggage that they're carrying. The fact that in their eyes, you can see the pain. You can see those things inside of us. And I'm not just talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about people who are walking in the light. Because we are flesh, we have emotions. And many people carry the baggage of guilt, not because of something they did that was wrong, but because the enemies lied to them and told them that they're not forgiven, that there's no price that's been paid for that. And I'm here to tell you today that that is a lie. 
that God created you to walk free. And that's what I want to help you with today. So when we talk about guilt, we talk about, there's two different aspects of guilt. There are two ideas there, two actions, if you would say, two actions of guilt. Number one, guilt, when it's right and handled right, leads to repentance, to change. When we recognize that there are things in our lives that aren't right and we're, we let the Lord convict our hearts or we, we let the Lord lead us, he draws us to that place of repentance, which is freedom. Then there's the other side where it becomes baggage, where it come, becomes a bondage in our lives. So guilt has two actions. And today what I wanted to share a passage with you that perhaps some of you have never really noticed or recognized that, that stands to this. So if you could really quickly today, I'm, I have a, a limited amount of time, so I'm gonna go as much as I can because I want you to walk out of here full of his word. If you would stand to your feet this morning and we're gonna pray after we read the word of God together. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, two verses. I want to read verses 8 and verse 9. Verses 8 and 9 in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Here's what the word of God says. For even if I made you grieve with my letter, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinthians, in Corinth, for even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I see that the letter grieved you, though only for a while. As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through us. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a, one of the most powerful passages that you will ever read outside of the forgiveness of sins. He is letting us understand that the emotion that is attached to guilt is one, if we submit ourselves to God, leads us to freedom, leads us to that release to where we're actually benefiting in what God's called us to be and what he can do in our lives. So I want you to understand that. So today, I'm in the same situation as Paul. And I'm telling you today that, yes, yeah, sometimes the messages can be difficult. Sometimes pointing out sin and pointing out those difficult things, they're, they're not easy. And sometimes I, I reluctantly do these things. And as Paul, maybe I regret it for a moment. But when I realize the eternal value of you being able to see the situations and things in your life that you need to respond to, I don't regret it any longer. Why? Because I know of the benefit, just as Paul's teaching us. Let's pray. Father, today, for the next few moments, I pray, God, you will speak to us, walk with us. I pray as we sow the seed of your word in the lives of your people, God, I pray this, that you would as always bring back a harvest of good in every single life. I pray God as we walk this out, that Lord, your word would convict our hearts, that we would deal with the conviction because Lord, there's no one perfect in this room. There's nobody that walks without mistakes. Father, I ask you to be with each one and help us that when we leave today, 
we will leave changed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. You can be seated for a few moments. I've got a handful of minutes to share with you, but I believe I can get it done. Let me talk to you about this guilt. Let me talk to you about the baggage of guilt. Number one, in Galatians, there's a scripture, Galatians chapter five, verse one, that tells us it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom Christ has set, set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Now, what you need to understand in that passage is this. If Christ came to forgive you of your sins, the blood that he shed that we, we saw represented in communion this morning, if the blood that was shed was for the remission, for the forgiveness of sin, then what we need to understand is that it's not something that we should pick up again. Yet what we do as believers, and how many of us are guilty? And I'm gonna ask for a show of hands. Well, I don't think we should be embarrassed of this. How many times have we repented of a certain sin or a mistake or a thought or whatever it is in our lives that we know is not the best place for us in whatever moment? But how many times have we repented and said, God, forgive me this. I don't ever wanna do this again. But we end up picking it back up and I'm talking about the guilt of it. Anybody, anybody been there? I'm telling you, you need to understand that your guilt has been paid for. Your sin has been paid for. So you have a choice today. You can either let guilt be a positive in your life or you can allow guilt to be a negative in your life. You can allow it to draw, break, bring you to freedom or you can allow it to bring you to bondage. Because here's the deal. We all have to learn how to handle guilt because what the enemy does is he heaps it on us. You didn't do enough. You know, I've lost friends in my life to suicide. I've lost friends in my life to drug overdoses. I've lost friends in my life who I know didn't know Jesus. And there are moments where I feel extremely guilty because I didn't, I feel like I didn't give enough. I wasn't there for them. I didn't get in that place. I didn't give them the word. I didn't live in front of them what they should have back in those days. I, I, I failed but yet when it comes to it, you have to realize that we can't carry those things. Because when we come to the place that we say, God, I give my life to you, I give it all to you, I'm giving you the guilt too. So we have to learn how to walk in that. Remember what Romans says. Romans says, therefore, there is no more condemnation in Christ Jesus. So when I'm walking in Christ, there is no condemnation. When I'm walking in him, I can understand that the guilt that I feel, I can let go of it because I understand Jesus has forgiven me of this. I've repented of this. I'm not gonna let the enemy put it back on my shoulders. And can I just tell you this? This is a learned process. This is something that you walk out. And I'm gonna tell you because here's the thing. When you ask God, God, release me from this. I'm laying down this baggage. He'll release you. He will set you free. The choice is, do I pick it back up? The next time I have that thought, the next time some idiot friend <laughs> likes to remind you of your mistakes, all those things, and then you go home and you dwell on it. Come on, somebody knows what I'm talking about. You know, you get into those moments where, you know, I I've taught my kids, do not give me bad information past eight o'clock at night. Don't do it. And they know because they'll start and I just look at them. 
Why? Because what happens to me is this. I'll stay up all night tossing and turning because those thoughts roll around my head and, and it takes me another hour and a half to go to sleep as I'm declaring scripture over my thoughts and, and praying the Lord's prayer over and over and over and realizing that it's not up to me, it's up to God. But that's why I want you to understand there are always places and people who want to heap that on you. But we have to remember this. Has Jesus wiped away your guilt through his blood? Of course he has. We know that. It's a simple yes or no, absolutely. So the other question is, are you in Christ? And if you're in Christ, then your guilt is gone. Some of us need to believe it, and some of us need to receive it. Because we walk in a time when we don't want to talk about conviction, the church doesn't want to talk about all these different things. I'm here to tell you something, that what I see going on in the world around us, when I see this, we are TikTok away, not China TikTok, but we are just TikTok seconds away, in my opinion, from the coming of Christ. We watch it draw closer. And it amazes me, and I've determined this because I have a lot of people say, Pastor, I'm fearful about the coming of Christ. And that at one part of me is amazed by that statement, that question. The other part of me understands fully because when you're fighting that battle with your guilt and you're carrying the baggage, how do you prepare yourself to be the bride of Christ? because you're dealing with all these things that you were not meant to deal with any longer. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, I am thankful that Jesus died for my sins and he wiped, as the song said, washed away my guilt. I am grateful. I don't know about you, but I am truly grateful. I love this where in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible tells us, he says that my grace is sufficient for you. See, some of you say, I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough to lay off the guilt. I'm not strong enough to do those things. But the Bible tells us differently, verse, uh, chapter 12, verse nine, that my grace is sufficient you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So what I would tell you is this, that when you feel weak, lean into him. When you feel the guilt and you feel it trying to lay back on you, you have to say, no, I refuse to take this and say, God, I need you, Jesus. I need, lean into that forgiveness. Lean in to that place of wholeness that you have in Christ and realize when you're weak, he's made strong. Guys, that's, that's something that should be encouraging to every one of us because I'm gonna tell you, the enemy will beat you up because you're not perfect. The enemy will wear you out because you think the wrong thing or you've said the wrong thing or you've taken the wrong action or you've done something that, like that and, and he will beat you up in it. But here's what I will tell you with Christ. No, he doesn't want you to fail. He doesn't want you to fall. He doesn't want us to abuse the grace that he's given us, of course. But at the same time, he's looking at us going, I know you're not perfect. I know you're gonna make mistakes. I am with you. I am covering you. So when that guilt comes on us, we have to learn how to deal with it. But what happens when we don't release the baggage of guilt? What happens in that? What does that even look like? So I just, I just jotted down three things of what happens in our lives when we hang on to the guilt that we shouldn't be hanging on to, that God has paid the price for, that Jesus paid the price for. And the first one is this. Holding on to guilt will change the way that you relate to people. 
It will change the way that you relate to people. You know, there's a passage in Psalms that that says, my guilt has overwhelmed me. My guilt has overwhelmed me. It's like a burden heavy to bear is what it says in that passage. And I, I think what you need to understand, when we look at the world through a lens of guilt, when we look at people through a lens of guilt, we will always look at them unlike the way God would look at them. We will respond to them through that lens of our hurt, of our guilt, of our shame, to the point that the way we interact with them is different because of that. Because here's what I'll tell you, when you're walking free of guilt and shame, when you're walking free of that condemnation that comes with that, you will deal with people differently. You will deal with people from a different place. I've learned this. Many times when we judge other people, we judge them by what we think we would do in that situation. It's the same thing. When we're walking in guilt, we don't let it go. We deal with people differently. You'll deal with your relationships differently. You'll deal with your spouse differently. You'll deal with your children differently. I'm gonna tell you something. You can be free from the burden of guilt. That is baggage that you were not meant to carry. You can be free from that. So it will change the way you relate to people. Here's another one. Holding on to guilt changes the way that you relate to God. Because we come to God and we come to God in shame because I'm guilty. I want to tell you something. In ourselves, there's nobody that you've ever met that you see in this place who is not guilty. We have all been guilty. But when we come to Christ, we are a new creation. When we're in Christ, there is no more condemnation. So when we come to Christ, we come to Christ without shame. We can come to the throne of God and, and boldly come to God and say as his son, as his daughter, and know that his heart is for us. We don't have to come in shame. I'm gonna tell you, my kids, they don't have to come to me embarrassed about who they are. Why? Because in my eyes, they don't get any better. In my eyes, I'm the most blessed dad on the planet. In my eyes, man, they do almost everything better than me. And when I look at that, it, I look at that, if they come to me thinking they're less, that upsets me. When they come up and say, dad, I don't know if I've got that in me. I don't know if I can do it. I don't, stop it. Because I know that you can. Why? Because I don't want, don't come to me in shame. Don't come to me and say you can't when I know that you can right? And this is what God is saying to us. Don't carry the guilt. Don't come to me with shame because I've forgiven you. I am with you. I love you. And we say, how, how, how is that supposed to work? Well, I mean, how offensive, let me just ask you a simple question. How offensive, offensive must it be to God? And I know God doesn't process like we do. He doesn't all this stuff. He's God. But I'm just going to ask you from a human perspective, How offensive must it be to God for us to walk in shame and condemnation knowing the price that was paid for us to be set free? For us to walk and think that we're not good enough, to think that God doesn't have a plan for us and I'm just gonna barely get by. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make it to heaven by the skin of my, if I'm lucky. Luck has nothing to do with you getting to heaven. 
So what I want you to see is, I think we look at that and there's another passage, we'll just, I'll just give it to you, put it in your notes, it's Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That is a powerful scripture to remind you of what was given to us, of what we have at access, but we've gotta make sure that we're not allowing guilt and shame to change the way we relate to God. We come to God, he's a God of holiness. He's a God of love, he's a God of purity, but here, here's the thing, he loves you so much. He loves you in the midst of your challenges, of your issues, of your baggage. Let me tell you one more thing that it'll do. Holding on to your guilt changes the way that you can be used by God. You see, when we walk around condemned, when we walk around guilty, and we allow it to be the negative side of that, I think you understand what I'm saying, because here's the thing. I know when I do something wrong, I'm convicted quickly. And you say, well, how, how can I be convicted quickly so I can deal with it? Get close to God. Commit your life to him. And pretty soon it's like you're doing things and you'll feel that twitch in your heart. And it's, and it's not arrhythmia. <laughs> it's conviction. Sometimes you, you'll find yourself, you say, how do, how, do I, how do I get there, pastor? How do I get there? Keep going one step at a time. And all of a sudden you'll find there are little things. And I can tell you there are little things that God convicts my heart of that some of you would go, why would that be a conviction? I don't know. All I know is I'm obedient to Christ. And when he convicts my heart, I don't want that in my life anymore. If he convicts me, I want to change. And I believe the more sensitive we are comes with how close we are. Intimacy. Like as my wife, and I look across the room and she's, you know, as where most pastors are on the back row. So, oh, y'all, that made you uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Okay, so, so I look at that. Now, from here, not because I'm in my 50s, but I can't really see the expressions on her face. I don't know what she's really feeling at this moment. I can assume what she's feeling. What I would assume is that she's laughing for your benefit, but she's making a plan on how to get retribution once service is over. Now, that would be my assumption. But my point is, from this distance, I can't know that as easily. But the closer that I get to her, the more I can see. I can see the small things in her attitude and her face, the way she moves her head. You know, if it's doing this, I'm in trouble. <laughs> the closer I am, the easier it is to understand and be convicted of the things that I'm doing that's not right. That's why God gave us wives, right, men? Okay. So, but when we walk with God... It's the same thing. You want to hear from God so that you can be convicted. You say, I, I, I don't want to do something wrong. I want to be ready. Get closer to God. Get into his word. Store it in your heart. Because guilt and shame will restrict how God can use you. And let me tell you, this is the day that we need to be very hyper-focused on the kingdom of God. You say, well, pastor, it should have always been that way. We should have always, oh, I totally agree. But I can tell you right now, if you're a believer 
or a non-believer or a nominal believer or whatever it is, if you're somebody that's on the fence all the time and you can't get off, I'm gonna tell you, now is the time that I look at and say, if you can't see the writing on the wall right now, then you're just choosing to be blind. You're choosing to be deceived. So what I'm telling you right now is it's time to lay down the baggage of guilt in your life so that you can walk in that freedom. You need to be able to walk in that freedom. And let me give you a final thought. My final thought is this. Understand that Jesus has already paid for your baggage on the cross. He's already paid for it. So why do you choose to carry it? Why do you choose to carry the guilt and shame that he's saying, I've got you. I've got you. Some of you can't walk in the fullness of the spirit in your life because you're continually being dragged back into what you once were because you can't forget. Can I tell you something? Guilt and shame has nothing to do with forgetting. I can tell you right now, the only person that I know that really forgets things like that is God. As humans, oh, we remember, don't we? We remember every mistake. We remember every failure, every hurt, everything. And I'm gonna tell you, sometimes we have to realize that even through those hurts, guilt, unattached from that, brings you wisdom. When you go through the experience and you carry the guilt, it brings pain. And it brings a limited life. But if you separate that guilt and, and receive the forgiveness that God has for you, you lay down that baggage, then what you get from all that pain, what you get from all those mistakes is the wisdom to use so that you can express it to other people, so that you can show them the freedom that they can have in Christ, that they don't have to walk like that. They can be free. And we live in a day where people desperately need hope. So what are you willing to do? Can I tell you what? I would like to see in my life, as I, this is my clothes, I would want my children, if I didn't for no one else, I want my children to see that yes, I've made mistakes, but I learned how to turn it over to God quickly. The quicker I turn it to God, the less room the enemy has to get a foothold in my life and cause a problem. I want my kids to see that dad, He's given us a model of what it looks like to walk in the grace of God. To not carry guilt and shame, but to be used by God in the strongest way possible. And I think that's what we all want, isn't it? At the end of the day, I wanna be used by God. I know he's brought me here for a reason, I know. But today as we sit here, we're in that place of saying, what baggage are we carrying that's limiting us in our relationships, that's limiting us in our walk with God, and that's limiting us in our call from God? There's a one more passage I wanna share. It's in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And I can tell you, in this season, I'm reminded of the scripture more and more often. And I love it in the, in the uh, God's word translation. It says, come to me. All of you who are tired from carrying heavy loads. <laughs> Anybody relate to that one? Come to me, you who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. For some of you, that heavy load is guilt. 
For some of you, that heavy load is that condemnation and shame that you've been carrying like baggage. And it's keeping you from running the race that God's created you to run. But I'm just here to tell you something. You are better than that. You are so much more than you can even imagine. If I had have listened to the other voices in my life, if I had have listened to the naysayers, if I had listened to that internal voice for a while, I would have never been able to be who God's called me to be. What about you? Are you everything that God's called you to be? Have you cleared the path in front of you for this moment? Because that's a deep question. How are you gonna be who God created you to be if you're carrying the guilt that Jesus has already paid the price for? So how do I do that, Pastor? You just do. You lay it down. Someone asked me the other week that, Pastor, I, I lay it down. How do I not pick it up again? That's the question. And can I tell you something? I just as I told this person, one step at a time. One victory at a time. One day at a time. Sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking. No, see, y'all didn't even get that. Y'all not old enough. But here's what I want you to see. Seriously, lay it down and walk away from it. Lay it down. We talked about this Wednesday night, and you can go ahead and start, brother. Wednesday night, we talked about the passage where we lay aside the weights and the sins that so easily ensnare us. And the picture of that, the picture of that scripture is not just laying it down at your feet. It's laying, this, laying it down and pushing it as far away from you as you can so it's not convenient. So my challenge is this. Have you laid it down, but the reason you keep picking it up is because you've kept it conveniently close? Some of you have got sins in your life that you're coming into church. Let's just be very simple and plain. You come into church every week and you get convicted because you're dealing with the same sins. You get free, God sets you free, then you walk back out and you do it all over again. Why? Because you've laid it right here. And God's saying, lay it at the foot of the cross. Push it away, make it difficult to get to and be free. Because freedom is what you were built for. Success, happiness, joy, and the mission that God's called you to, that's what you're created for. And you can run this race so much better laying aside the baggage. So would you bow your head and close your eyes all across the room? Father, today as we wrap up our time, God, thank you for your presence. And God, I pray that today as we prepare to leave our time together, that God, this place spiritually, would be full of bags, full of people's anxiety, their guilt, their shame, their condemnation, whatever it is, that they would leave here lighter in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for freedom. 
So I'm gonna ask a question right now. You're here today and you say, Pastor, I've carried guilt and shame too long. I need to leave it at the foot of the cross today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, Pastor, that's me. Just slip your hand up so I can pray for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yes, ma'am, thank you. Yes, yeah. Amen, you can place your hands back down. Now I'm gonna ask everyone in this room, would you stand to your feet this morning? And I'm gonna ask our altar workers and pastors that are available to make their way to the front. We're gonna move quickly since I've gone so much over our time. But what I wanna do is ask you one more question. So once again, if you'd bow your head and close your eyes and you say, Pastor, today I'm here and I know I need Jesus. I need to repent. I need Jesus in my heart. I need to choose him. If that's you, you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not gonna embarrass you today. That's, that's not a necessary ingredient in this moment. But you're here and you say, Pastor, that's me. I need Jesus. Would you slip your hand up and say, Pastor, remember me. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Amen. You can place your hands back down. We're gonna pray this prayer as we always do. And we're gonna pray it together. Simple prayer. And the one thing I ask, as always, tell somebody, you're not meant to walk alone. And remember, there's no condemnation when you're in Christ Jesus. So can we pray this prayer as a family across this room? Dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me new. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior right now. I repent of my sin and I turn away from my past. Today I am forgiven and I am a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So Father, I give my life to you and I rest in you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can you give the Lord some praise across this house?